You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome world to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Diamond Dave Kaplan, and Professor Trent Nichols are all hanging out. And we are going to explore what's going on in the world of sports. I want to know, first of all, if anybody is taking Joel Embiid seriously, Philly's on top of the world, wins their first game against the Miami Heat by 1,000 points, gets beat in game two, and now Joel Embiid is barking that he's tired of being babied and he ought to be playing. I want to make sure we keep this in context. This is a guy that in his first three seasons in the NBA played 31 games. Yep. He missed two complete seasons Played 31 games in his third year and only averaged 25 minutes a game in those 31 games. Managed to play most of this year. He played 63 games this year, if I'm not mistaken. Now he's got another broken bone, and this guy's saying that it's the team that's holding him back and they won't let me play. Well, Come on, man. All right, no. I, you need to make a choice right now. So the first two years, he didn't play back-to-back games in either of those years. What? So what do you want? In his first two years, he didn't play a game, period. Uh, okay, three years then. He's and in his fourth year. So what do you want? Which one do you want? I'm trying to get on the mic right here. Like, Do you want Isaiah Thomas, who is like playing through injury and then basically ruins his max deal? Do you want Kawhi Leonard? Who like is like doing the right thing in my opinion by like holding out, not playing even though the doctors have like cleared him? Or do you want Embiid, who's like wanting to play, and then uh, uh, do you see where I'm going? I feel like that was a multiple choice question, and I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna take C. C. Well, I mean Embiid, so, Embiid wants to play. He says he's being treated like a child. So have the doctors cleared him to play? No. Yeah. No, he hasn't been cleared for contact yet. So he can bark all he wants. I like what the coach said. The coach said, you know, he's fine with what he said because he's a competitor. He loves the game. He wants to get out there. But right now, we're not going to play him because he's not medically cleared. I, I got it. And yeah. Joel Embiid can say all this. He's not the one on the hook. For the gazillions of dollars that that he is ultimately worth as we move forward, if he's able to stay healthy. Or you might look at it and say that Philly's been tanking so long that they've just decided to tank the playoffs. I don't know. Is that a possibility? No. No. None of y'all even thought that was funny. I'm a little (laughs) disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I think that might just be what it is. Is Philly so accustomed to just throwing games that they're like, hey, we're just losing the first round. They don't understand. It's not going to have any positive impact. Can they win this series without him? Yeah. Okay. Can they win the next series without him? Um, Probably. So can they go to the Eastern Conference Final? 
Yeah. So how many people at the start of this year said that Philly was going to go to the Nobody. conference Nobody. And And that's the thing about this series is, yeah, they can get past Miami, no problem. And they can probably get past Boston without Embiid as well. I honestly that? believe that. I, yeah, I believe well, that. Well, maybe not no Do, problem, I mean, they but gave they can get past Miami. Right? What's that? They gave up one at home. Who? They lost. Yeah, I got you. Did you not see Dwayne Wade blowing by? You know, <laughs> yeah. your, your man second to look, man. The guy did Dwayne Utah. Wade and the guys there in Miami are professionals, and they came back and they played <laughs> their hearts out in Game Two because they were humiliated in Game One. And now they have home court advantage. I got you. I just you asked me what I thought. And okay. I'm allowed to say, I'm allowed to say, Brandon, what I think. No, I, I think they can win it. I think they can win it. I think they can beat Boston in round two. Or, I don't know, if Milwaukee gets past Boston, I think Milwaukee will give them fits if Embiid's not in there just because Milwaukee can get so big. So it's an interesting question. I don't think that there's any doubt that Embiid will be back for round two. And if this is the one loss in this series and, and Philly puts it on autopilot and gets through this, I think they're in good shape. Well, right now they're saying that Embiid should be back by game four. Okay. So he misses one more game. Hey, if I was the 76ers and I was the owner, the coaching staff, the medical staff, and you clear him too soon and he takes one good elbow, it could be career-threatening. I mean, If they why lose game three, it? I guarantee you he'll be back game four. You're He's probably be right at practice. with that. He's yeah. at practice today. And what, I mean, what do you think? What happens if they do lose lose game three? Like that. Oh, I mean that gives that gives Embiid a chance to come back and make a triumphant, you know, Willis right. Reed type return. I think it. I think it's a great thing. I don't think that Miami can muster enough offense during the course of this series to win three more games. I just don't. I now, don't. Does either. that mean that it's yeah, an impossibility? No, but Miami, honestly, to me, of the teams in the East that got into the playoffs, Miami was the most favorable matchup Philly could have pulled. I just don't think Miami's got the horses. So exercising caution as it applies to Joel Embiid, I think it's probably the right move. Now, pivoting over to the other compelling series that's going on in the East, we're waiting for game two of the Indiana-Cleveland series. Mm -hmm. And my question to you, Trent Nichols, should Cleveland be in panic mode? Uh, I think that if they're going to be in panic mode, this could be the right time because <laughs> they certainly didn't show up, and I don't think LeBron was gassed in the first half. I don't think LeBron has anybody that he can rely on. I think Indiana – I mean, if this series doesn't go six or seven games, I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't discount Indiana beating them. And I think it begs the question, yes, there's a lag time between games once you get into the playoff. Mm -hmm. An unbelievably long mm -hmm. lag time, to be perfectly honest. But every extra game that LeBron has to play in the playoffs is going to wear on him. He's not a young man. Now, we talked over the last few weeks about the MVP race, and LeBron is always in that conversation. But it's interesting to watch this series begin and to see LeBron be outplayed because Victor Oladipo was the best player on the floor. And I said coming into the playoffs, there were two guys that America was going to get to see on display that they are not familiar with unless they are very deep, hardcore basketball fans, and that was Victor Oladipo and Donovan Mitchell. Both of them came out and played lights out. 
Mm-hmm. Oladipo, what you saw from him, that's not a flash in the pan. It's what he's done this year. It's why Indiana's 3-1 and one against Cleveland. And they came out with a great game plan and just ran past Cleveland. Cleveland's going to have to find a way to slow the game down. The other piece of that is that I said on the air back at the break when Kobe Altman made the moves that he made, that what he had done was solidify Cleveland's future and put them in a better position. I still stand by that because I don't think that the players that got jettisoned from Cleveland would make a whole lot of difference. They're just playing a young team that's fearless and has some horses. You've got to like what you see from Indiana. This may be nothing, and it may be a blip on the radar, and Cleveland may come come back and go four straight and win this thing 4-1. But the fact that LeBron has dropped a game in the first round, or the first game of the first round of the playoffs, isn't a big deal. But I do think it's the beginning of the end, most certainly for LeBron and Cleveland, whether it means it's the beginning of the end for LeBron as the dominant force in the NBA, I don't know. Brandon, I'm sure you've got something interesting to say about that. Well, I was just looking at Trent. Do you want to respond since he threw that to you? All right, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> LeBron had a triple-double in the first game yes. of the series. 27 points. Nothing to sneeze at. But I do agree with you, Chris, that – them losing a game at home in the first first round of the playoffs does not bode well for them as they get on. They're gonna they're gonna get past these guys. Oladipo is like dope. I mean, do you really think that if LeBron James wanted to prove a point against Oladipo that he wouldn't enforce his will? Like he would enforce his will on any player in the league right now. He's still that good, but I agree with you. Like, no, losing first game in round one, that doesn't – they only lost one game last year in the playoffs. So why would you feel good about a team that, you know, a LeBron-led team that loses their very first game at the playoffs? Well, and not just lost it. I don't want to overstate this. 18 points. in their building, yep. in a game that really wasn't close, except for one little stretch where they went on an 8-0 or 9-0 tear and made Fair it close. Forward, but yeah. it was a double-figure game the entire way. Yep. And Indiana looked a step faster all over the court. And I don't think that Indiana necessarily played their perfect game. I saw San Antonio play their perfect game against Golden State in Game 2 and still got blown out. That series is done. They came out flat in game one and got run out of the gym. They came back and played as hard as they could play, and LaMarcus Aldridge played like a man's man, and they still weren't even close when it was all said and done. That's the difference is that Indiana hasn't been punched in the face yet and come out with a point to prove. They came out of the gate fearless, and I like what these kids might be able to do. I don't, I, I'm not going to say that LeBron is not capable of exerting his will and putting his stamp on a game. But we didn't see that in game one. He came out and he put up a nice statistical game, and he had a good game. It's certainly not LeBron's fault that they lost that, but at no point during that game could you say LeBron took this thing over. So, but that being said, who does besides maybe Kevin Love, who is there that LeBron will trust? That was my point. So, and now, now here's, the, here's the thing. LeBron's going to even have to put a bigger stamp and use even more energy. So maybe 
Maybe he will have enough energy to take down Indiana, but this is going to drain and probably really hurt them in the next round. And it may. Because he can't carry him because he has who, – who's he, he going to besides Love? Uh, that scored in double figures in the first game. Well, of course, they only scored 80 points. They they only scored 14 points in the first quarter and 15 points in the fourth quarter. And that was Ryder. Um, J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith scored 15 points. Maybe, and we know how LeBron Maybe gets. they should give J.R. Ryder a call. J.R. Because <laughs> he, he was fun to watch back in the day. I'm sure he's got a little something. He can come he off the bench and get you 15 Portland. anyway. Well, and that's the point I was making earlier when we taped, taped the show before. <laughs> Yeah. You mean version one? Version one, show? yeah. Oh, yeah okay. No, I mean, you know, J.R. JR S- Smith and Tristan Thompson, they're coming off the bench now. Well, hold up. Tristan Thompson, very – like, you got Kevin Love who's coming off an injury. You got Thompson who's, like, basically screwed over Khloe Kardashian – while she was like the Kardashian the, jinx, we it call is that. the it is it the is, jinx, yeah. and to compound it, there is just too they should much take him off the playoff energy roster. associated with Tristan Thompson right now. Right, every woman in America wants him to fail. <laughs> Excuse me, and by proxy wants LeBron to fail. They need to get him out of there. They need to release him. Right, or you play, can't carry that much bad juju into the playoffs or and play expect him. not to lose. <laughs> They need to he didn't play much, buy uh, Lamar Odom a ticket and say, Lamar, go get Tristan. Okay, my well, point And my did point you see is, what Khloe Kardashian named their baby now? I can't it's remember. It's a little backhanded jab. True. True? True. And my wife asked me, she's Based like, what do you think God. the baby's name was? It's kind of a dig at, at Tristan Thompson. And I said, Faith. She's like, oh, no, but that would have been better. But that would have been too ordinary a name for a Kardashian baby. She named the baby True. 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 Well, between Smith, Love, and Thompson, who made the last three championship runs with LeBron James, none of them are really playing right now for the most part. Love's still out there doing his thing, but uh, we'll finish the thought, talk some more basketball on the other side. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American Patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Thank you, Greta Zanster, for bringing us back in. If you're not doing anything on Wednesday night, come on out to Libations, purveyors of craft beer and fine wines. Uh, We'll be playing trivia out there. Six o'clock, we run from six to eight. As has become the new normal, we are doing, I'm going to tease two categories. This week's category will be baseball nicknames. Mm. And next week's teased category is supermodels. Supermodels. 
All right. Supermodels. Wasn't baseball nicknames supposed to be last week's? No, I don't think so. No, no, no. Baseball nicknames was the one that I teased last week oh, for, for this, this week. week. You got to keep uh, up. Sorry. Yeah, there's people that grumble because they don't hear the show until the podcast and it's too close or it's after or whatever. Gotcha. So we're doing two weeks at a time. But come out any Wednesday night. We do six categories. It's a lot of fun. Crowd's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They're getting a little feisty, too. Yep. Getting a little salt and pepper hair and some older folks in there. And they come and they're like, hey. We're here for some legit competition, and it's no holds barred, man. They're they're no joke. What would your um, baseball nickname be? My baseball nickname would be the Fence Finder. Oh. (laughs) So you're driving it right into the fence? The Fence Finder. That's my name. What about you, Cap? You probably had a baseball nickname. You got your little barrel-chested dude, got short arms. You'd have a like, tight, compact swing, man. And I know how far you can hit a golf ball, so I'm sure you can waylay a baseball. You know, actually, I was really good in the outfield. Yeah? As far as tracking down balls. Okay. So, I don't know. What, so you'd I, be I don't the, think I had a – Like the, the – I don't know. Gucci Dave. <laughs> Gucci that? Dave? Gucci yeah. Dave. I love that. Yeah, I do, right? I love that. What, my that was question, my crazy meal Forget your nickname. If you were a baseball player, Trent, what would your walk-up music be? To the oh, batter's box be. That's good. What would your walk-up music? I know mine, but I want to hear your guys. Brandon, I know you oh, got you some Wu-Tang rocking. My nickname would be Crash Adkins. I like Crash it. Atkins, I like it. Yeah. I like it. And um, my walk-up music. Why don't you give yours first? Mine yeah. would he be knew, he knows it. Walk by Pantera. Dun, 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 dun. That would be me. Okay. Beyond any shadow of any doubt. All right. Whether I was a baseball player, wrestler, UFC, boxer, whatever, that would be my walk-up music. See, my my nickname would be Pine Tard. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Not necessarily politically correct, yeah. but and my uh, my walk-up music would be uh, "Steal My Girl" by One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> Steal my girl. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, I gotta follow that. Your what was your what was your nickname again? Gucci Dave. All right. No, it was Coochie. Coochie Dave. Gucci All right, Dave. I like that even better. Um, I don't know. All right, know. we're gonna sign you some walk-up music. How about the Joker? Ooh, what's that? The, the Joker. Joker. The Joker. Steve, Steve Miller Band. Yeah, old Steve school. Band. I can dig yeah. it. I can yeah. dig it. All right. Space Cowboy would be my Space Cowboy's nickname. pretty dope too. Ooh. Yeah, see, it's been done though. Bill oh, Lee was was no was he no he was a spaceman. So Space yeah. Cowboy's available. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. That sounds, sounds like a guy could rose the outfield pretty well, the space cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah gobble up some space. I haven't given this a lot of thought, really, to be honest with you, but um, anything by the Wu-Tang Clan or yeah. eat the East is in the house. Um, And I'll play, I'll play some of that. The East oh, in I'm the looking house, forward to Oh, it. my God. Okay. The East is in the house. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You don't remember that one? Not really. Okay, I'll play it for you in a second. I'm I'm so looking forward to it. <laughs> Back to the playoffs. Milwaukee, Boston, probably the best game of uh, the first first night of the first round or first two nights of the first round. Boston sneaks out of there with a W against Milwaukee in mm-hmm. overtime after a miracle three-pointer at the buzzer to force OT. I think Milwaukee's got this series 100% under control. Trent Nichols, tell me I'm wrong. I think I think you're selling Boston short. I think these guys have a lot of chips on their shoulder. I think they 
proved. They have the confidence now. They believe in themselves. They know they can do it. They have, uh, you know, I think they think they can win this series. What's up with Clifford Rozier? Playing out of his mind. This Mm guy's something else. You know, uh, and he's their leader. He is, uh, you know, thank God he's there. I mean, who else would you want? I don't know. I I see Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum is playing like the guy that we, Brandon and I in particular, you as a sort of bandwagon guy, anticipated coming into the draft where he's playing facing the basket, not afraid to take people off the dribble. And his development this year reminds me – it doesn't remind me. It is exactly what happened at Duke in his one year there where he started, sort of became a part of the offense – didn't impose his will, and as the season wore on, just became more and more powerful a force. And Jason Tatum is playing a really high level. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown's 100% back from injury, but I just don't see enough heat. I don't see enough weaponry there to keep up with, with Milwaukee. I really think Milwaukee can win this series. It would be a big deal for a 7-2 tilt. But um, I don't think Milwaukee I, – I've got even money on this right now, even with Boston with a one-game lead. I well, really I mean, do. the thing, if you look at the, the points, Tatum had 19 points, but then you had four other players with more than 20 points from Boston. It's exactly opposite of, of Cleveland. And Cleveland's relying on one player. they got a team. Well, and that's been Boston's, that's been that's, Boston's yeah, thing over exactly. the last year. Well, they went to the, the Eastern entire... Conference Finals last year with nobody but Isaiah Thomas. I mean, they well, can win yeah, with these no-names. I, I got you. And, and you know, we looked at it this year. We came in. This was a season where everybody around the country is like, well, I ought to consider just reseeding the playoffs because the East is so weak. I think as the way the season's played out, I think everybody was dead wrong about that. Mm-hmm. If you give me Golden State and Houston, yeah, that's the best two teams in the NBA, period, <laughs> bar none. And I put them a tier or two ahead of everybody else. But then when you start getting into the three seed, I mean, where's Toronto in the West? Are they a three? Where's Cleveland? Where's Boston? Where's Philly? I You throw them in there with Portland. I think Portland's a three or four seed in the East. Right. So I think there's a lot more parity. And then when you look at the bottom of who made the playoffs, I'll take six, seven, and eight out of the East over six, seven, and eight in the West, to be Definitely. honest. Yeah, San Antonio is probably the worst team. San Antonio is not a team that's scaring anybody right now. No. And this whole Kawhi Leonard situation, you know, now the whispers are, well, maybe to Cleveland. Maybe here, maybe there. I don't know what in the heck to expect with this whole Kawhi Leonard situation, but it's bizarre. And it's not – it's so out of sync with how San Antonio's been for the last 21 years as they have not missed the playoffs. There's never been a situation where a player's been on the outs like this. LaMarcus Aldridge last year, there were some rumblings. He wasn't playing as physical as Popovich would like. The offseason comes, he signs an extension, he's a spur for life. Kawhi Leonard is a whole different type of frustration. And we talked about Joel Embiid being frustrated with the franchise. This is the exact opposite situation, like Brandon said, where he's like, yeah, your doctor said I'm good, but I'm not feeling this. And it obviously has taken its toll. My question is what this means for Greg Popovich because I think this may be a great time for Pop to exit stage left. Well, if you're in the Pop camp, you need to say, get out of here while they think you're still a good coach. Because I, there's no doubt that he's a good coach. So I'm going to take that back a little bit. But when you play, it's the Jimmys and the, 
it's not the X's and the O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's, right? Like, so when you got all the best players, like, I mean, yeah, you can be a jerk. Um, you can go, you know, sideline reporters and treat them like crap and go, like, to the media and treat them like crap. But, you know, I mean, I, I really appreciate you saying that, Chris, that the East is better than most people think. Because oh, I, I feel like I think that's it's indisputable. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's been the dialogue all year long that the West is, oh, my gosh. It's like the mecca of, like, all NBA. And it hasn't been like that. If you look at the records, a lot of the better players, Ben Simmons, are in the East. Sure they are. You got And, and that's the thing that, that level-headedness has to be applied when you talk about this. Because in any given year, yeah, there may be – a power shift to the left or to the or to the west or to the east, just like in the in the major leagues. Here for the last little while, the American League has been dominant, but it always runs in cycles. Right. Nobody needs to overreact. We don't need to throw the top sixteen teams into a hat. But and and when you look at it, when you look at the West, it's very conceivable that the West may have been that much better than the East if Kawhi plays all year and. Jimmy Butler plays for Minnesota. Maybe you do have four teams that are head and shoulders above everybody else. But, you know, Carmelo and Paul George wind up in OKC, and all of the all-knowing, all-seeing talking heads say, well, OKC's a super team. Really? If they had it to do over again and could get the production that Oladipo's given them and held on to Sabonis and a pick, I think they'd be in a hell of a lot better shape than they are. Yeah, but they're still fourth in the West. That's my thing. And OKC fourth in the West would not have they would not have been a one or a two in the East. Are they any so better? So we're agreeing with is one OKC another. better than Cleveland? No. Okay. Not in a vacuum. Uh, I don't think. Well, Trent, you can disagree with me. Go ahead and pitch pitch your case out. Well, no, I I believe they have better pieces. I mean, just because LeBron's in Cleveland, that doesn't make them a better team than OKC. What are the, what are the pieces for OKC? And this is coming from me. I want OKC to win a championship. Me too. I want them to win a championship because I think Russell Westbrook is the best player well, right of now, this generation, period. But that's it. And I would take Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and even a heavily downward spiral Carmelo Anthony than anybody on the Cavs besides LeBron. Okay. Here's what I would tell you. I would take Paul George and Russell Westbrook by a nose over LeBron and Kevin Love. Just by a nose. But when I look down there, I can think of three or four pieces I'd rather have that Cleveland has than Carmelo Anthony. I actually think when you're talking about OKC, you're talking about the wrong trio. I think it's Russell Westbrook, George, and Adams. Absolutely. And Carmelo, dude, you could find any number of guys and come get you 15 points a night, which is all Carmelo's doing. And he's playing no defense. And he doesn't rebound. You know, Carmelo's had his day in the sun. And OKC, I think, honestly, would be better without him. And they're going to get a chance to find out next year. Thanks for listening to From the Cheap Seat. Stay with us to the other side. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. 
2.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones, and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow. But what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're not the boss of me. I am the boss of you. Are not. M2. Are not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Chris Lambert and Brandon Brandon's walk-up music. I love it. I love it. We're talking NBA playoffs, but while we while we do that, I want to take a bit of it. <laughs> nice. It's and never it's turning still going to get. It's just not going to stop. It's out of control. Kill it. It's Kill gone. it. Kill it. I didn't mean to do that. So. <laughs> I'll turn it, turn it off. That's all right. So. Yes. Yes. Oh, we have to play our all of them? Oh, my God. I'm loving every we bit of that. We just Trent, a, that is perfect for you, dude. That's my walk-up, maybe. I can yeah. go 100% dig I'm, that. I'm You're definitely the guy that's going to lay down a sacrifice bunt. Yeah. That's Batting seventh that. for the New York Mets. Number 13, no. Pine Tard Nichols. Everybody want to steal my game. <laughs> Everybody want to. And a swing for strike three. He's out. Here, Dave, I know that you said that you wanted uh, a little Steve Miller band. Yeah. I've got something different in mind for you, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. Neil oh, Diamond, yeah. Neil Diamond, yeah. baby. Can't you see? Can't you see him rolling out like that? Yeah. See, and when you play on the seniors tour, that's gonna be what's played when we do our tribute to you. Yeah. Okay. Play to win, Dave. Here we go. Play to win, David. Play to win. Love, 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 love. I would have I would have gone with Sweet Caroline if we were going to go that direction. See, Sweet Caroline's a little played out, man. That was yeah. We uh, used to sing at the football games. So. Brother loves traveling. Salvation show. Yeah. I can I, I can dig that. You know, and you are a a man. I wouldn't call you a man of the cloth yet, but are you a deacon? I want to know. You haven't done enough bad deacon. in your life to be a deacon. 
I'm a deacon. Are you a deacon? Yeah. But most deacons don't haven't deacons like generally we're all, like we're pick all themselves up. We're all sinners. Dave, Chris. you've never sinned. Yeah. I know you oh, pretty yeah, well. I have. Let's check that backpack. Yeah. I do kind of I do when Where somebody tells oh, me that they're a deacon in the church, I do kind of wonder immediately. I'm like They have not asked you me not to be on the session. Do you put your money in yet. his kind collection of, plate? What's that, that deacon when the the plate that the deacons hold, yeah. they're like, no, nah, I'll wait for the next one. Don't no. put your money in that collection That's when plate. you know when somebody's a deacon because they dress real nice like David. Yes. And they're in collections. Uh, like, they're doing the collection plate. Yeah. And they're like, they got the like, you know. I, so, so you want to know what's crazy? The proper terminology is to call somebody that carries the collection plate at church. I don't think to say that they're in collections <laughs> is appropriate. <laughs> but it is kind of cool. It's yeah. an offering plate, not it a collection plate. It is the offering plate. plate. The collection, collection plate. for God. <laughs> but we know uh, We know how it's going it's, down. But it's anyway. Church tax plate. Brad, so, that's what's going on. So, being a deacon, you do have to usher and you do have to take the offering. But I'm in the choir. And we wear a choir robe. Well, being there's not many men in the choir, I have an extra long choir robe. You know, I'm 5'9". And so one of these days, I promise you, I will trip taking the offering in my choir robe. I have to come down from choir in my robe. Actually, I've been taking it off because it, it literally is too long. And the cuff of the end of the robe catches my toe. Surely. It's, it would be entertainment. You, you don't Surely. wear pants under there, right? Oh, you don't have to. Oh, yeah, that's Scottish. That's I was going to say, it, no, I, I do was going to ask, pants. have you ever been tempted to go pantsless I would. with just your choir robe on? We could probably get away with shorts at I our would. church. It's pretty cash. Okay. But casual. you can't. You cannot tell me that there's no member of your congregation, because every church has the church ladies. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me there's not somebody that can hem that robe for you. Yeah, come on. Oh, I can guarantee you there is, yeah. Well, why haven't you exercised your... I don't know. Bring you it to me. I'll your weight take, around as a I'll deacon. I wear it for 20 it. minutes on All Sunday. Right. Well, fair so, enough. He's like, I'm a deacon. Well, I used to have... to have <laughs> some <laughs> robe dragging behind me, man. I'm a yeah. deacon, son. And you do know there is no doubt this guy right here would go pantsless under his... Yeah, I, dude. I think he would go straight clothesless. <laughs> I don't yeah. even have pants on right now. Why the hell would I wear clothes in church? Okay. I was born. God made me born naked. I'm going to celebrate him naked. Yeah. Wow. Well, Adam and Eve messed all that up for us. Well, well I we don't need be apples. Around Got, it. Naked. Got it. Bill, we're sorry. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Bill, oh, we're sorry. Oh, shoot. I should have so waited until anyway. the next yeah, I know. Next segment, you can say anything you want. Darn it. So, all right. I want to get away even farther away from the NBA than we already are, if that's if that's possible. Yeah, sure. But you said something earlier. We were you said, you know what? It's up. it's not X's and O's. It's Jimmy's and Joe's. Yep. And was that Barry Switzer said that? Who said that? Jimmy Johnson. I thought I, I just Barry did Switzer. for the first time. No, you didn't. You make didn't that make up. that up. No. No. I thought you were going to say something else. Other than I'm going to say it's Barry Switzer until Trent proves me wrong. But here's my thing: is you said something that that is a a, a common refrain amongst sports fans. My question to you, and Bricky's not here to make the case, if it is indeed Jimmy's and Joe's and not X's and O's, how should we feel about Coach K right now? That's He's a really good question. He's in the midst, really in the midst of having his entire starting five. Being drafted in the first round. Being maybe. drafted in the first round. Yep. And couldn't win the ACC regular season. Couldn't win the ACC tournament. And got bounced in the NCAAs. He has nothing to show for this. From a Duke fan standpoint, this was a bad year. 
Well, in four games against the local teams, too, he was one and three. Yeah. NC he State lost. got him once, and UNC swept him. Now, do I think, and just like I know you don't think, Coach K is the best that's ever done it, right? Like, I mean, forget about Wooden. You know, I mean, Wooden was like. Yeah, well, I mean, well, here's like, the thing. He he was the best. Kay's the best that ever did it, but he's done less with this talent, Bagley and Wendell. Come on, man! And you got a fourth-year senior going in potentially in the first round of the draft, at least in the first two rounds. All five starters playing, starting, they're being drafted, and you elite eight. That's pretty much it. That's all you did. You didn't win the um, conference tournament, like you said. You didn't win regular season. You go one and three in the state of North Carolina with the teams that matter. What did you do this season? Uh, that's my question. And and when you say Coach K is the best that's ever done it, that's debatable. When you look at John Wooden, it's easy to get lost in the numbers. But, you know, the NCAs were regional at that point, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You have to have probably Adolph Rupp in the conversation. Um, Dean Smith is somewhere in that conversation. Bobby Knight. There's other people to put in there, but it is hard to argue with five championships in the modern era. And then you have a squad like this, and you really don't do anything with it. Well, and I'm gonna, I, I want to squash everything right now. People are saying, well, you know, Deval and Trent are maybe first-round picks. No, I guarantee you both those guys are going round one, period. Deval might go ahead of Trent. He might. Yeah. And, and I think that they're both sort of 15 to 25 is where they fall. And it depends on who's drafting and what they like about him. The only one of these guys that's questionable as to whether he'll go in the first round or not to me is Allen. Yeah, it's Grayson Allen. Yeah. And Grayson yeah. Allen is going to get drafted. He might be at the the you know the very front side of the second round. He may even fall into the middle of the second round. But it wouldn't surprise me if somebody took a flyer on him at 26, 27, 28. Grayson Allen's going to play in the NBA, and he's going to play a long time. And Grayson Allen, let's look at a guy like J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick coming out of Duke is a little bit smaller, a little bit less athletic, a little bit better shooter. Grayson Allen's game is better to me pretty much on every level than J.J. Reddick's, with the exception of J.J. Reddick's jump shot because he was a supreme jump shooter in college that didn't play a whole lot of defense and didn't when he first got in the league, didn't do a whole lot. And J.J. Reddick's became a, has become a good rotational guy yep. who parlayed that into $22 million bucks this year with Philly and is, you know, a, a big piece of what they're doing right now. I expect to see the same thing for Grayson Allen as long as he keeps his head screwed <coughs> on his shoulders correctly. No, I don't see the same thing happen with Grayson Allen as J.J. Redick. And Why? we had this conversation. I've been wrong about most Duke players coming out of college. Trent's pointing to his noggin. I no, totally agree. The maturity. He's, he's not mentally as tough no. as J.J. Redick. J.J. No. Redick was a leader. Grayson Allen, all four years – the first two, he didn't have to do anything leadership-wise. The last two years, he needed to, and he didn't do it, mm. even this year. Cap, what do you think? <laughs> you do know we're on radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do. Well, well, here, well, I was going to pose a question, so you tricked okay. me up a little bit. No, I'm My sorry. My question is, there's been 16 one-and-done Duke players. Who's the best? Bagley. Ooh. I mean, well, yet we don't be seen, but I think it's I hard. Mean, I, yeah, it's hard not to. It's hard to argue. Far, in terms of of in the NBA as a one and done, 
Bagley, this is counting the recent crop coming Hold out. Hold up. So Kyrie, that, that Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Bagley against anybody. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie yeah. Irving. Well, yeah, well, Jason yeah, Tatum. Irving. I mean, I we think Irving Jason Tatum's going to be there. Wasn't on my radar, but yeah, Irving, Irving Kyrie's got to be the best. Here they are. Corey Maggett. I don't Corey even remember. Corey Maggett. 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 Like, right. it never happened at Duke. He was at 99, was 1999. Yep. 99. Yep. Lou Aldang, Ky- Kyrie Irving, Austin Rivers, Jabari Parker, Jahil Okafor, uh, Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow, Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum, Frank Jackson. Kind of forgot about Frank Jackson. I forgot about Frank Jackson, too. Harry Giles, uh, Marvin Bagley, Duvall, Trent Jr., Wendell By the Clark. way, Frank Jackson – if he comes back for this season, Duke's hoisting number six. Oh, yeah. He's dirty. Well, Tatum. You can say the same thing about Tatum. Well, Tatum, but, like, you know, but you Jackson, knew he was going. Yeah. Well, we knew he was going we in did. this room. Nobody else seemed ESPN to. ESPN didn't know. But, like, Frank Jackson <laughs> was, like, du- he was a Carolina killer last yeah, year. Yeah, he was dirty. Where's he and, at? Where's Frank Jackson? He's hurt. He hadn't played all year. And I want to say – I think he's in the NBA. I'll look it up. I'm trying to think who he's with, but he's been hurt all year. He hasn't played. I don't think he's played a minute. Um, But you said Harry Giles. Brandon, I I, I was churching Brandon up on on Harry Giles just the other day. I forgot. Sacramento took a flyer on Giles. Giles is a guy that was Kevin Garnett in high school. Right. He was was the the, one. He was the one above Jason Tate. He was the best player in high school and tore his legs up, both knees. Came there, didn't play a heck of a lot at Duke. Was a one and done in Sacramento. He is finally starting to work out in Sacramento, and they are completely one hundred percent excited about what Giles is doing in these workouts. Giles could be a potential Rookie of the Year type guy next year, a la Ben Simmons this year, who missed that entire first first go of it. Keep that in the back of your minds that Harry Giles. There's never been any doubt about his potential. It's always been whether or not he could stay healthy. If his knees are right, Giles might be a guy that really is a difference maker for Sacramento this year. And Sacramento's back in the lottery and gets to add to that group that's already got De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald and the rest of those cats. Sacramento could come out of nowhere pretty quickly if they can catch a break or two. Well, and to your point, Duke underperformed by Duke's standards with the players that they had, Mm -hmm. right? So if Roy has the same talent coming out, he's going to be under some criticism, right? Right. Calipari, same thing, right? Then you have Capel taking the pit job. Mm. That Mm. could be enormous Mm -hmm. as it applies to Duke. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that happened. Been a lot of folks in the state of North Carolina that won one of two things. First of all, thought Capel might actually be the heir apparent. Right. But two, really thinking, Brandon, you're in that camp, think that it's Capel that's been getting the recruiting done there at Duke yes. and not Coach K. And that's what I, if you remember, I said he's out recruiting Hubert Davis. Frank all right, here we go. We've got 15 minutes left. WDCC, hang around with us. We'll see you on the other side. Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger 
and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, if you're listening on WBCC, we hope to see you out at Libations on Wednesday. Come on out if you're out anywhere around downtown Sanford. Come over to Chatham Street to Libations. Have a drink with us. Play some trivia again. What did I say it was? Baseball nicknames is this week. Supermodels is next week. And we're talking about the the impending draft, and I want to get off of this. We kind of went off on a tangent about base, basketball prospects and so on and so forth. But I was looking at, I think it was Sports Illustrated, put a current list of top 80 prospects for the draft out there. I got a lot of beef with a lot of things that I saw in there. But the one thing I can agree with, I didn't see LeAngelo Ball anywhere on that top 80. What? I know. What? <laughs> I wish Bricky was here right he's now. He's 81. He can't Bricky be on that. could get loose. He can't be on that list because he's busy breaking all Magic's records, right? That's what he said. LeAngelo? Are we talking oh, about? Oh, 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 yeah, sorry. we're talking about the other ball brother, the oh, one yeah. that They're his dad has said is declared the for the draft They're after the not playing for UCLA this year. Um, there, yeah, we need to imbibe a little less and pay closer attention. May I don't know. He's lucky he has his hands. He is lucky he has his yeah. hands. Legitimately, I mean, like chopped and, that mess off. You know, it was kind of yeah, whatever. I'm sure that uh, UCLA is not shedding any tears that Lamelo is not going to be in their pipeline down there anyway. And I haven't seen any webcast of any. Lithuanian is it Lithuania they're threat or is yep. it Uzbekistan or no Lithuania yeah I haven't seen any webcast of any all-star games or anything lately so I'm not keeping up with the ball brothers as they do their thing over in a third world country and maybe I should or maybe I should wash my hair I don't know <laughs> one way or the other so Trent baseball Baseball. We're going to talk wow. baseball for five really? minutes. Hey, five minutes. Five minutes. Right, hold on, Dave. Can we overrule this since no. we're 50% of the room? Yeah. You could. Hey, they canceled like all the games last week. Well, it's that's the cold. thing is I was going to ask, is, is this baseball season not proof positive that global warming cannot be stated to be an absolute fact? Because it's cold. Baseball games are getting snowed out. It's snowing currently in Minnesota. That's and they're playing baseball outside. And what planner, what architect, what genius decided they were going to build a brand new stadium in Minnesota and not put a dome on it? <laughs> I heard a talking head the other day try to rationalize. Well, the reason they couldn't put the dome on is because the stadium, the footprint was too small. Shut up. That's dumb. That just means you have a smaller roof. Yeah. I cannot believe that Minnesota built a stadium, a brand new state of the art stadium in Minnesota, and didn't put a roof on it. It's kind of crazy. So, 
Baseball starts in April. Yes. And ends, if you're in the World Series, in November. Yes. Hmm. It cold. Very yeah. cold. This is, But this is hands down the most games. Last week, I mean, yeah. every day, three or four games canceled. Well, and I'm here to tell you, too, I've watched a significant amount of baseball. Uh-huh. And this weather has had a dramatic impact on certain players. The Latin American pitchers are dying mm-hmm. <laughs> playing in the. They're they're in these elements. They can't grip the ball. They're not accustomed to it. They're they're getting shelled. Lo siento. And you've got <laughs> other players. I mean, You're it, North it, America. It sort of equals out. But if you guys think it's funny, go foul a ball off the handle. Oh, it feels great in the cold. Yeah. It, it, I can't believe that they're playing in this stuff. All and right, I think that some of these teams that are out to hot starts are going to come back to the pack a little bit and vice versa. Some of these teams that are sputtering right now, I don't think – we may look back at this and be like, the first month of the season, man, it really kind of Why don't they play out west and and in Florida to start the season? I mean, can't they schedule that for a few weeks? They could do a lot of things. They could put – they could put roofs on stadiums I see they're playing in Wrigley already. They shouldn't even play in Wrigley until like May. I agree. You know? You know, or – the alternative is like all you millionaires that play a game for your livelihood. Stop complaining! Come on, <laughs> I mean, oh, I can go out there and swing at a baseball. Honestly, and not I don't get... think any. I haven't heard anybody really complaining about it. It just kind of is what it no, is. No, it's yeah. in the national media. Like all the injuries are up because of the cold weather. ESPN. I mean, come on. Like we're playing baseball. It's not like you're lining up to run the ball through. You know the front seven or anything like that or you're getting hacked at the free throw line you're like swinging in a ball yeah come on that ball you're hurts. throwing a ball <laughs> you're throwing hard. a ball and you're swinging a bat at a ball come on let's well, get talking about throwing balls hey well hold on one one thing real quick oh, minnesota man. has only played 11 games minnesota every other team's played like 15 games no they've all played 13 no and we got the best record red in sox is 13 okay, and 2 14 12 and two. and 2. No, they were 12 and 2 three days Blue ago. Blue Jays are 10 and 5. The Mets. The Yankees are 8 and 7. The Orioles are 5 and 11, which stinks because I'm an Orioles fan, but that's 16 games. The Rays are 4 and 12, and the Twins are 7 and 4. Well, maybe they're afraid to put a roof on the building after the snow caved in the last facility. Yeah, but that yeah. was that, <laughs> that was that, like, but that yeah. dome was made out of trash bags. Yeah. So you gotta build a, a sturdier, you gotta at least build it out of plastic, like hard plastic. Not trash bags. Remember when the when the Metrodome when the like yeah. the the garbage bag? Yeah, right. It was yeah. made out of garbage. It was a bags. hefty commercial. Yeah, it was kind hefty, of crazy. Hefty, hefty, hefty. What a good one. Wimpy, wimpy. Chris, by the time this airs tomorrow, <laughs> will Otani be the only? I got it. Baseball player to ever have three wins as a pitcher and three home runs in the month of April. Wow. He's starting tonight against Boston. I'm gonna say no. I think Boston's gonna get into him. All right. But I could be wrong. And are they playing? Where are they playing? I think they're uh, in Boston. Oh, no chance. No chance. Playing in the domes in Japan that he's played in, he ain't ready for that Boston cold. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. What if he was playing in Minnesota, though, Chris? If he was playing in Minnesota, like, no, it'd be well, snowing right now. It'd be snowing, so it'd get, you know, it'd get snowed out. Um, the whole thing with with – these guys that are coming, I'm telling you, these Latin American oh, players, it's, in it's California. killing. I'm sorry. Oh, it, oh, it, he's going to get it. He'll win. 
right. He'll be he'll be the first player, and this is the first time in the history of major leagues. I believe so. Three home runs and three wins in a, in April. Yep. I think he's going to do it, and then they could put him on the front of Wheaties box. No, no let me. Tell I got to watch this guy play. I've yet to see. Him. No, listen. Else. Here's the deal for the casual baseball fan out there, which I represent. When I see him at the plate, it's hard to see him up on the mound because. You got a lot of tall pitchers and stuff like that. Right. When you see him at the plate, this dude looked like he's got all 100s on his video game stats. This guy's built. He doesn't even look like he's from this planet. Am I overselling? Well, him? it's not even, and I'm not going to, I don't mean this to be a racist or to stereotype in anybody, but when you think about these Japanese baseball players, generally you're thinking of littler guys right. that are sort of scrappy, whatever the case may be. This dude's. Stacked. I mean, he's a legit athlete. He's one of these guys that, you know, if he wasn't playing baseball, you know, could be playing some other sport and be successful. He's just a great athlete. Yeah, I think he's at 6'4", 6'5", something like that. He's a big old guy. He's a, he's a big fella. If he can stay healthy, it's really, really exciting the things that he may be able to do. Um, and he's in a great market being out there in Southern California, right. except well, for the fact that people on the East Coast are going to hear about him a lot. And not see him very often. Okay, well, that's the other thing. Because I've been hearing about him, but I watched him. I made it a point to watch baseball, Chris. Oh my, I don't believe that just happened. I did. Mm-hmm. I made it a point to watch him. His deadpan look at the plate, like where he goes, he's looking like, I'm about to send this somewhere. Where do you want to put it? Is <laughs> yeah. intimidating. And, like, he doesn't even grimace. He's just like, I'm just – I'm going to do something with this ball. You put it anywhere over the plate, I'm going to do something with it. Trent, well, I mean, have you ever seen a player, like, just have this deadpan, like, straight, bland expression and then just smack you all over the – I mean, to me, he doesn't look like a traditional power hitter. He looks more like a modern-day pitcher. And then when he connects, he has kind of an awkward swing to me. It's, there's a bit of and a hitch And then the in ball there. just goes, boom, gone. Like, she gone. He, boom, boom. Boom. he's everything right boom. now. He, like boom. we said last week, he's everything that they thought he would be. And maybe he's the transfer ta- transformational type athlete that baseball needs to kind of get a kickstart. You know, people wanted it to be Bryce Harper, and Bryce Harper is just not a likable enough guy. There's just something about him that just screams. Is it his hair? It, yeah. it, that's part of it. I mean, there's just something about the guy where people just are not huge Bryce Harper fans. What Bryce Harper has done to start his career is absolutely epic. And he is the first baseball player to really come through the pipe and play at that sort of level and just is not a national thing. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I but, don't get that feeling. But there's a guy on Otani's team. That's true. That's even better than Bryce Harper, and has been doing it better his first four or five years in the league than Bryce Harper, and he's not on that national level. That's uh, that's Mike my point. Trout I mean, I'm not gonna. I, should if, be. If I have to he have, is. If I had one pick, if I was Derek Jeter and I just bought the Marlins and I gave the whole team away and I could pick anybody. Mike Trout, a hundred times in a row before anybody else, I would take. Fair because, but he's like too farm boy, right? Like, I mean, he looks just too. Dude, he, plain. he looks like Brian Urlacher. He is no, I know. I but mean, you put the ball cap, and he looks like a, he's the American dream. He's the face of Major League Baseball. What it should look like? No, yeah. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just trying to figure out what. 
Because he Mike doesn't Trout. go out there. I mean, he's in L.A., which is a big market. But, but see, the problem with being in L.A. for baseball him, is different than it enough. is for other sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're on the West Coast, you just don't see him very often. Right. They're the, playing I mean, 7 they're playing o'clock, 8 o'clock game. They're in the yeah. morning, and folks in most of the country are just not seeing him. And baseball is on that downward spiral. So whether you take your pick, Bryce Harper or Mike, or Mike Trout, those guys an era prior to now – would be mega stars mm-hmm. in the United States, the American sports landscape. They don't even register on people's radar when it applies to the NFL and the NBA. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. If you're on WDCC, follow us on over the web. WBLZ, keep on hanging out. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the Cheap Seats. I kind of love the fact that Brandon hates that bumper so much because he says that his voice sounds high, but then when you're not around Trent, he impersonates you and he does it like this and he makes you have a really, really high voice. It's just really kind of funny. Well, and I nobody try. hates that bumper except Brandon. Brandon's like, oh, we got to redo it. I let can't me, stand it. Let me try. I'm Brandon Atkins. That was pretty good. I'm Brandon Atkins. See, it's not that bad. No. It's not I mean, that bad. Like, but I, I will say, my wife, who is a licensed therapist, says that if you can listen to your own voice without cringing a little bit, then you're a sociopath. Ooh. So she has serious I, concerns about me. Yeah. Because I don't flinch. Oh, like, I, I, I hate my voice. Do you really? Yeah. See, I actually my thing think, is, man, if you don't love yourself, who will? I think on that bumper, you sound like me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, when you say, I'm Chris Lambert. Cool. No, Can I, I borrow one of your like ties? Me. Listen to it next time. Chris, I love myself so much. It's That's why I got married, so I didn't have to love myself so much. <laughs> yeah, if he said it yep, like... the second hour. Okay. <laughs> if, if he sounded like Dave, he'd be like... I'm coming from Breckenridge. <laughs> you know, like, I'm live. And I'm, I'm, coming, I'm going to Tahoe. Live, live from, from Jackson under, Hole. Live from Hole. under make the it waterfall. Live from the waterfall. All right, so you guys had your fill of baseball? <laughs> yes. No, okay. let's talk more. Oh, well, we can. Please. New so, York Mets, baby. The Mets are on fire. They're the real deal. In fuego. As are the Boston Red Sox. Boston Let's Red Sox go. out Let's to go. I don't know where they're at now. They were twelve and two. I know it's a best 13 start. Thirteen and two. Thirteen and two. Best start 13. in Boston history. 
which is impressive. A long storied history. It warms up. We'll see if they can keep it. We'll see. By the way, as we talk, me and Trent, we're talking Raptors are up on the Wizards 71 to 49 right now. The Wizards are, are disappointing me. And I think if Washington goes out in round one with a full full boat as they've got now, I'm not gonna be shocked if they shop John Wall this offseason. I don't is John Wall what? good? Like, I mean, is he healthy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's straight. He's you fine. sure? Yeah. Okay. He's fine. And you know, Washington was a formidable opponent when he was out because it seemed like the ball got distributed a little bit more. And John Wall, yeah. it's hard. He's sort of the Trey Young of the NBA. Except better in every way, but I think you get. I think that his teammates get into a rut and do a lot of standing around watching what John's going to do. Right, and you know, with some different type of weapons around him, John Wall might be the perfect fit some other places. But I'm I'm just calling it now. If Washington goes one and done here and and continues as they have looked so far against Toronto, I'm not sure that Washington doesn't take a look and say, you know what, let's see what we can get. They're anybody, not, they're, anybody they're not going to beat in? Toronto. I don't I mean, think they're going to beat Toronto anyway, but it's how you get beat. Right. If they get swept and 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 it's never they could close, possibly get swept. You know, Toronto is a one. We've talked about how they. Uh, there's never been a less talked about, less ballyhooed number one in the playoffs. At the same time, in this season, on paper, I don't know that there's ever been as good of eight seeds as there are this year either. You know, out west with Minnesota. Minnesota, when Jimmy Butler went down, was probably a four seed. And then you look at Washington, when Wall went down, I mean, Washington probably was your three, maybe your four seed. And both those teams are in there as an eight. It's a little disappointing that those teams have got their guys back but have to play the ones. Particularly for me in Minnesota's case, because I think Minnesota could have done some damage they're just they've run into a Houston right. team that is a buzzsaw. Guys, who's the highest paid player on Washington? You want to guess? You don't know. Otto Porter. 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 Yep. You did know. <laughs> <laughs> did Bradley's a drive by NBA fan, dude. <laughs> Bradley Bill is number two. You didn't know that though, did you? Uh, I would have. I that would have been my guess. Yes, I knew Porter was the. And we're talking fan. about getting rid of John Wall, who has been like really good all year long. Well, he missed half the year, but. I mean, well, I mean, he missed the half. What year? Like John Wall month and a half. Well, well, first of all, let's let's look at this because Porter Porter's not going anywhere. Porter's locked up long term. Beal, how long? How many years Beal got left on his deal? I don't know. Okay, I thought you were looking at Sport Track or something. Could see what what the uh, what the years were. Gortod's making almost thirteen mil though. Hey, if you're seven foot and can play without the ball in your hands in the NBA, you make thirteen mil. So I mean, if you can shoot a jumper, are, if you can shoot a jumper and you're six five, you can make ten twelve million dollars a year. That's just NBA money. So if I'm in any other team, not with the top five point guards in the league. Why wouldn't you want Wall? Like, why is he a bargaining chip? I'm not saying that I don't want Wall. My thing is is that that team kind of comes and goes as John Wall goes. John Wall's the center is the center of gravity in Washington. Period. So my thing is is that if what are you going to do? Are you going to go get different pieces to put around him? He's already got good pieces. You got Gortat, you got Beal, you got Porter, you got Kelly Oubre, who's a nice doggone ball player. He's got nice pieces around him. 
So I'm just saying, you know, if if he's the guy, and Washington played pretty good basketball without him. And when he was hurt, who ran the point? Bradley Beal. There you go. I'm just I'm not I'm not saying I'm not endorsing the move. I'm right. just saying that I expect that they will take on and entertain some offers for John Wall if they go four and out. I think the Hornets the should take him. Well, you I could have an interesting it. conversation, Kimball Walker, John Wall. Yep. The other question here locally we need to ask ourselves, is Kimball Walker going to be a Hornet? And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. If they get, if they run Kimball Walker out of town, they better get one hell of a package back. Because if they don't, they've got serious, serious problems. Because that team is garbage without Kimball Walker. Now, I want to see the next head coach of the Charlotte Hornets be fill in the blank, Brandon. Ooh. Mm. Like, are you talking about how he needs to act? Or no, what? who, who, who is, is the next coach? Ooh. I'd love to get yeah. Quinn. I'll, Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder is not Steal him from Utah. No anywhere way. out of Utah. Nice, but. That's, that would be nice. And you're thinking the right state in terms of where they are alums. I'm here to tell you right now, Jerry Stackhouse is going to be the next head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. Ooh. Jerry Stackhouse. Write He's in the top three. Write I have down. heard that. Yep. Well, Stackhouse is also in the running for the Knicks, but that's probably Fizz's job to uh, turn down. Probably, which is interesting. I, I would like either Fizzdale or, honestly, Van Gundy. For the Knicks? No, for the Hornets. I don't think I don't think Jeff Van Van Gundy's coming back to the NBA unless it's come back to the Knicks. I, I think he is enjoying the hell out of being an analyst. No, 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 not Jeff. Stan. Oh, come on, man. Why? What has Stan Van Gundy done to warrant getting another another gig? Oh, Stan I mean, Van Gundy is a good coach. I know, on, man. That's what I'm saying. I Based like on him. What? He's in the top three. I mean, yeah. He's a I good thought coach. we were talking about Jeff Van Gundy. No, I'm Jeff not Van sure Gundy's Jeff Van Gundy's not going to end up in, in the with the Knicks. I'm telling you right now. Huh. Right, so, like in Charlotte, you want to have MJ being an owner, Mitch Kupchak I don't running, want any of that. And then you want to have Jerry Stackhouse. No, I don't want, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying I don't want any of that, except loud, I want Stackhouse to be the head you coach. You want a UNC flavor there, huh? Why? Oh, so, and I think it's why it's going to happen. So, why is he rising? Why is Jerry Stackhouse rising yeah. to the top like Two that? Two G League finals in two years. Who cares? He's been the best coach in the G League. Right. He's cut his teeth as an assistant. All He's right. done it as a head coach down at that level. It's time for him to get a head Corey gig, and Messina. why not bring him back to Charlotte? All right, if my sister is listening, you need to mail me that Jerry Stackhouse Sixers jersey. I'm going to bring it and wear it when he gets there hired as the uh, Hornets coach. Here's three listed, Stackhouse being one of them. A Torre Messina. Yep, the Italian. the Italian. He's a comedian, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Messina. And Messina. David Fisdale. Yeah, but Fizz is the popular choice for everybody. Right. Fizz is not coming to Charlotte. I'd like him to. Why do you think Fizzdale is the – Fizzdale's going to go to New York because that gives him one more piece to try to lure LeBron over to New York. So Fizzdale was – he was in Miami, right? No, Fizzdale was in Memphis. Okay. And he was a he was an assistant coach thought, with the Cavs. Okay. Who was the guy who was underneath um, Spolstra? Spolstra. I thought that was Fizdale. No? No. I don't believe so. No. Okay. Never mind. Bad radio. Sorry. 
What about Mike Brown? No, he's done in the NBA. Why do you think he's done in the NBA? Because, dude, he does his everything he does is it's the same result. Hey, like it's he, horrible. Yeah, Mike it's Brown's bad. A joke. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> There's grumpy Trent. Yeah, he didn't even have a point. <laughs> I would say <laughs> I would throw a bunch of money. I hate Mike Brown. Bricky sat right where Trent is sitting right now about two months ago and said Quinn Snyder's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Yeah, he did. That he dude I was here that day. That dude knows basketball more than any of us. He's probably gonna get a huge payday, but Charlotte needs to actually throw some money at some talent. That cool, makes some though. sense. I mean, the guys that you're throwing out there as, as possibilities. even And I say I want Stackhouse. That's not a sexy pick. I mean, Stackhouse, I think it's a good fit. I like that he's a young guy on the come. He's got a legitimate pedigree as a, as a college superstar, as a, as a top-shelf NBA player, and he has cut his teeth, paid his dues. Yep. I think he's the type of guy. And the reason I like him is because he's not one of the recycled Stan Van Gundy, Fiz, Dave Fisdale I don't, I don't understand why these guys get job after job after job after job. Steve Clifford's got fired by Charlotte. Steve Clifford's probably going to be a head coach in the NBA next year. Why? Why well, I don't understand why they just recycle these guys. It's so lazy. So who do you like? Jerry Stackhouse. I already said it. <laughs> I mean, but you said hire he's Wallace not sexy. As an assistant coach. No, he might as well. No. Oh, Tatum, buddy. So what? What's going on? Tatum. Tatum what a who? play. Jason Tatum. Are you really, really watching the game? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, what's what's count anyway? What's going on? So right now with uh, five minutes and 57 seconds left in the first, Milwaukee for three. No rebound. Jalen oh, Brown. 14-13, Boston. All right. All right. All so right. <laughs> because nobody cares about the Hornets, let's talk about the Knicks job. Ugh. Right now, Mark Jackson, Jerry Stackhouse, and David Fisdale are on the top it's three. It's criminal and, that Mark and Jackson has not gotten another head coaching job after he left Golden I State. I totally agree. Criminal. But I think it would also be criminal if Jerry Stackhouse got that job after Jeff Hornacek <laughs> was fired after Jerry Stackhouse open hand slapped him when he was playing with the Jazz. That's like Nolan Ryan punching out Ventura at the mound. That's not cool, dude. Don't do that to, to poor Hornacek. I love that. I love that. I hadn't even thought about that, but that is great. But look at give me give me the list again. I'm going to tell you right now. All right, I'm, call, I'm calling my shot. Jeff Van Gundy's going to coach the Knicks. No, Mark no, Jackson. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you. All these lottery the three, tickets. He's not. <laughs> The three on the list are – I would love Mark Jackson. I will guarantee you 100% within a week, Fisdale will be announced as the Knicks' next head coach. I'm not – Hedge coach. I'm, I couldn't be more underwhelmed. Okay, well, I'm unfortunately, that's what's going to happen. I think Robert Bricky needs to get into the coaching. I, I do, first too. First of all, Fisdale shouldn't have got canned in Memphis. Nope. <laughs> Number one. That, did everybody hear what I just said? Dave Fisdale should not be unemployed. And Memphis, you're dumb for having fired him in the first place. Mike Connolly misses the entire season. You really got nothing else going on in there. Gasol, they decide to sit him down and crank him back and basically tank 
and now they're going to pretend that it was Fisdale making the yeah. making the calls. I don't understand. However, I'm not sure what Fisdale's ceiling is. Mark Jackson, get him a job. We'll yeah. see you on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seat. Send us an email at cheapseatradio at gmail.com. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hey, Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on. Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. So, Brandon, I want to know, do your daughters cringe when they hear that pro, that uh, intro like you do? No, they smile a little it. bit. Yeah, they do. They, they smile a little bit. Awesome. And we got to get David's golf in. But I will say, I was right. David Fisdale You're coached right. Miami. 2008 through 2016 under Spolstra and Pat Riley. And won two championships. You so, were correct. Sorry. Yeah, and he got fired wrong. after one year with Memphis. So, again, I'm right. But, you oh. know. Who's listening now? Dave, what's up on golf? The Fizz. Hey, what about our uh, our basketball players? Are we going to get to pick those this week? I don't know. Maybe in the last 15 I have this minutes. great list of my favorite five basketball Brick? players. How are we going to do that without Bricky? We can't. That doesn't sound right. You guys did, were going to do it this week without me or Bricky. No, how did, we didn't how did, do it. We didn't do it. How did Rom's pants fit, fit this last they week? They fit tight enough to win. But two people got to pick. I didn't even get to pick one did guy. They, did somebody go? Yeah. I, I just picked Gary Payton. That's yeah, it. He got you to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. And then Chris was like, oh, no, hold on. We I forgot talk who my team this. was. Oh, well, I picked Nancy Bogues. Is that what happened? Yeah, two people got to pick, and then me and Robert were like, what? Yeah, we, but Robert's not here. I had a great guy, dude. We could do <laughs> at number five. <laughs> what are we talking about? My fifth, <laughs> just, just like, my fifth favorite player of all time, John Starks. I like that. Oh, John I like that. I like that. Except, I like that. come on, he lost the NBA championship. Doesn't all by matter, himself. man. I still love him. He wow. was gritty. He was tough. All right. Did well, he make- play at like eleven different colleges? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that, that, no, it's I, wild because if I'm not mistaken, he did legit. Did he play at three or four different. I'm not colleges sure. I'd have to look it up. NBA. But at that time, I was living in Chicago, and Michael Jordan and Pippen and all them ruled yep. the world. For some reason, I became a Knicks fan. Hmm. Starks, Oakley, Ewing, John Starks was my guy. All right, maybe we can talk favorite. about that. Well, you do your you do your top five, and then we'll let then we'll let Diamond Day. He's over there dying to talk about Brooke Henderson. All right, my fourth. <laughs> That's what's really going on. My fourth favorite player of all time was Charles Barkley, but I'm going to preference this. It was during the Phoenix Sun years. I didn't really care for him when he was a Sixer. I loved him during the Sun years. My third favorite player of all time, Dennis Rodman, Bulls years. Hmm. I think I had Rodman on my team. My second was the Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal. And my all-time NBA favorite player, Allen Iverson. AI. AI. 
He's the fastest man I've ever seen live. I was at the game in Philadelphia when he did that famous crossover on Michael Jordan. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I think that aside from Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe, I would venture to say that beyond those three with people that are alive right now, LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, I would venture a guess that AI is the fourth most popular NBA player amongst people that are alive right now. Practice. I mean, does anybody want to dispute that? He was like a hockey player. He was injured all the time and always played. I'm not arguing. I love me some AI. With Snow, McKee, Dikembe Mutombo, when they lost 4-1 to to the Lakers in the finals, I was at a playoff game, the Sixers versus the Pacers. Larry Brown is the coach. It was great. It's funny because That's I coach for the Hornets. He's, he's one Brown. of those guys no, that, that we look away. back at no, more fondly you. than when he yeah. played. And I think when, when you saw him, I know coming out of Georgetown, I had never seen a basketball player that fast. Yeah. And like you said, he's the fastest human being. Allen Iverson was next level, but I think while he was active – there weren't people that were enamored with him like that. But as years go on, we look back and we're like, damn. You know, we still we see guys that can jump through the gym and, and do things athletically, but you still haven't seen anybody as fast as him. Mm-mm. You if know, you John blinked, Wall you might be the it. closest, but I I, be, I put AI and, and John Wall in a race dribbling the ball down the court. I'm with you. Sorry, I, like I just wanted to get those. I've been looking at it all night. I wanted to get Cap. that out there. Well, that's good. Okay. I haven't even had my five in yet, but go ahead. We no, we're just doing his right now, man. We, he, he he took over. It was a coup. <laughs> oh, Canada. Okay, Brooke Henderson won. It was all right. We'll start with that. Wait a minute. There wasn't golf on this week. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. No, there wasn't. I, we're we're I not going. What place did Tiger play? I, exactly. No golf. Exactly. He won. He was playing. His own video game, and he won as himself. He was playing Roy McElroy's PGA game. Right. So there was an inversion in the world of golf. Uh Uh-oh. Brooke Henderson, who's a Canadian. Some might say an American. North North American. American. (laughs) That's right. Won on the uh, Canadian tour out in Hawaii. I mean, on the ladies' LPGA tour out in Hawaii, which is pretty cool. Wait, what? But we had, like, our 15th playoff of the uh, season on the PGA Tour. And here's your inversion. you got to wait for it. You're so impatient. He's grumpy, dude. So, wait, he, he really the is. Canadian was – is that a woman that Just won in hold Hawaii? on, yeah, dude. Henderson. Oh, hold okay. on. Yeah, Sorry. it was on the LPGA Tour. Okay. Gotcha. So, uh, then we have a playoff. Go ahead and say it. Fifth- playoff. <laughs> <laughs> for the uh, 15th time this year. And Siwoo Kim, look, it's already jumped into the uh, uh, next week, so I lost my place. Damn Sorry. Man. Anyway, Siwoo Kim loses to Saida, a uh, Japanese player, in, in the third hole of the playoff. And so that's the inversion. You have two Asian players win, uh, go into a playoff on the PJ Tour. 
You know, the only reason you Brooke let Henderson. Dave talk was so you could eat pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Because right. this is the worst segment I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, we were supposed to start he with... Just said, he just said that there's an inversion because two Asian players came... This is ridiculous. ...and one in... Where did the, they play? The PGA Tour. They played in Hilton Head. In Hilton Come on. Head. But then he said, well, because... Uh, a North American player went to Asia. <laughs> Hawaii's in Asia. Dave, that's the worst I never said spot that. you've ever done. Hawaii, I know. You I, were, we were supposed to start with the fact that John Ron in his tight pants won the European Tour yeah. <laughs> over Paul Dunn uh, in oh. the uh, Spanish Open. And it was going to be the first time we ever led with the European Tour. And that shows you how much golf's going on. But the first weekend of May, we're going to have the Players' Championship. Uh, and, uh, and just actually, first week in May is Quell Hollow, then the Players Championship. Will Dave, you know what you just caused to happen? <laughs> what? Trent, you're fired. <laughs> Perfect. So you'll see Tiger Trent again uh, at Quell Hollow, and, and we need to get tickets and we need to go up more. Dude, watch I'm it. not coming back until Quell the freaking British Open. Charlotte. Charlotte? Yeah. I'm there, dude. Yeah. Quell Hollow is that's that a big Wells Fargo in Quell Hollow in Charlotte. Can you get us tickets? I don't. That, that, should we should tickets? have press going passes. Yeah. Trying to go out there. VIP. Oh, yeah, no, it's too late it to up. get the press passes for it. Oh, you should have told me like a month ago we could have got them. Okay. We could well, probably well, find well. some tickets though. Stub yeah. up. Yep, and I, I'm pretty, general admission, dude. Tiger I'm sure will there's still play tickets. Hollow and then play the next week at the uh, uh, tour champ. I mean the uh, players championship down hmm. in Ponte Vedra Beach. Hmm. We, we go to that one too. Might need a roadie. Yeah. Might need. We've been talking about a golf roadie. Let's do Golf roadie? Yeah. yeah. Do the show on the road? Yeah, I mean, well, hold up. If we're going to take a roadie, though, we need to take a roadie. Charlotte's not a roadie. Charlotte's All like right. down the street. Nah, that's a roadie to me. So. Well, fair enough. Yeah. That's a lot maybe. of traffic. Definitely maybe. We'll, we'll investigate that. Might be able to pull that off. So did y'all catch John Rahm in his tight pants? No. You should have seen that. I was too busy ball. watching basketball, dude. Who was watching John Rahm? No, Ramis? it's the European tour. It's on at like 7 a.m. Oh, I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. You wake up and watch it. Trust me. And the golf course looked like Quail Ridge. I mean, so really they were – they were. It was sustainable. Were, it, Remember, it, it was sustainable. Yeah, yes, they, I like yeah. it. Sustainability. They only watered the greens in the Rom, tee boxes. He looked a little tight yeah. in the pants. <laughs> but then he went on to win. How long is yeah. it before a, a golf course is created that has strictly artificial surfaces? I don't know. Dude, the artificial surfaces have come a long way. Yeah, but they need to come a lot further. That'd you be used pretty, to be in that industry. It, w- it would be pretty hard on the body. Dude, hard on the body. You think? Yeah. Well, that, that brings up a huge. Point. The, re- the rebound. I mean, you think about hitting on those mats uh-huh. in the driver range, and feel, and you know how that feels. I it, think bounces. It, yeah, it bounces. It bounces. Yeah. Like, and that's why. When why is it that when I hit a golf ball and a bunch of turf? Flies up. It's a horrible shot. But when these guys do it, it's on point. It drives Wait, right in the you got to hit the ball first. Man, I'm so, I'm <laughs> hit so the ball happy the I got fired. You got to hit the ball first. <laughs> this is brutal. <laughs> Are we done talking about the golf? Did Wait, yeah, that, that was all messed up. Hey, Brandon, you anyway, said I brought no notes. That's what I get. Who's the second guy on your list? And Trent had to do his five. The glove. I want to hear Brandon's second. My second is um, Sean Kemp. See, dang, I was Sean just going to say, I bet yeah. you it was Sean Kemp. Oh, he's a big Kemp fan. Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, yeah. If you've been paying attention, maybe, maybe it's just indicative of of me and Brandon. We're like, 
joined at the hip. But, yeah, I knew Gary Payton and Sean Kemp would be one and two, no doubt. I don't know who number three is going to be, though. You don't? Nah. Your favorite? Do you want to hold that for the next is it segment? Be LeBron? Mookie. Mookie Blaylock. LeBron's not on my top five. Are you this f- is, are for real? What? LeBron surprises me. It's not best. It's favorite. No, no, no. I got you. I, I just would have thought that LeBron and was in. My the theme is trash talking and just ability. So do you want do you want me to spoil? Handle this? it, dude. Yes. Handle it. Come on. Freaking Larry Bird. Okay. Oh, yeah. Larry all, right, all right, all right, all right. Surprising. How can that not be one of your favorites? Do you want to throw me a couple? Because he wore black shoes, man. All right. He looked slow. So do you have Barkley on your list? He was a trash talker. He no. was just outside top of my five. top five. Do you want to give some of yours, Chris? No, I want yeah. to hear your five. I, Let me give you one more. Because my five is a showstopper. I show thought you stopper. had your five written down. No, no, my no, five no, is no. a showstopper. You can just I've got one, none of turn the radio off. Bill Cartwright. I love, that free, I love that. I love that freak like That thing was ugly. Oh, just because of that little white spot on his. Beard. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He I like, like that. He and you know he shot like eighty-two percent with that shot. I'll give you a dollar, <clears throat> Trent, if you can tell me what university Bill Cartwright attended. I, I'll give you a dollar. You got till the end of the segment. Okay. Who's all right? So you got three of them. You got the glove. Sean Kemp. I'll give you one more, and then Larry I'll Bird. get you the other one on the other side. Oh. Oh, you want one more? Yeah, go ahead. Give it to me. Reggie Miller, son. Reggie was oh, funny. Yeah, that was a trash Reggie was fun. Too. And had he not gotten busted, I might have put his teammate on mine, Charles uh, um, Chuck Person, the rifleman. We'll oh, see yeah. you on the other side. we got half an hour to go. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. Hello, and I'm see Rob how she Beckley, curls up and cuddles singer her of the band Pillar. The pitch on her I served in the Army Reserve perfect. for eight years, nice and it taught me Fantastic lessons in teamwork, cat. but leadership, really the best and way to know an amazing skills that I like still Nico use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers Book skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You, too, can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. And welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. This is Brandon Atkins because Chris DeLambert was like in the bathroom or something. He just ran into the studio. So I'm introducing the I was like, please don't let Brandon open that. No, 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 do it. And he did a pretty good job. Pretty good job. I need to I, – I, I have no practice. I, here's my favorite and part about this. My, my favorite part about this whole show is that Schlepprock was like there. I'll be there at 715. <laughs> it's 843. It's 8:40, and I haven't heard Schlepprock come through the door yet. So. Can you imagine <laughs> – Imagine Schlepprock being in Black Hawk Down. Oh I'll be God. there in like. <laughs> he is Black Hawk Down. We'll be there to get you guys out. <laughs> or maybe we won't. So, Schlepprock, uh, this whole, I'm going to tell you what, this whole half hour is going to be brought to you by the Steel Pig. Yes. I like that. The Steel yes. Pig. You know what I could really go for right now? 
some Chipotle cream pasta with andouille and chicken. Mm. You can't get that at B-dubs. No. It'd be a whole lot cooler if you could. Of course, it'd probably cost about $65, too. So It'd be all right. Hey, so what's going on with chicken wings, man? Why are chicken wings getting so expensive, Trent? Because chickens still only grow two of them. Fair enough. So you can only kill so many chickens. <laughs> so why aren't you guys killing more chickens? I mean, I think that's a good question. Fair we question. Are. We are. <laughs> we kill a lot of chickens. So this nighttime taping is a whole lot more fun. I don't think it's any good. But, you know, a couple of adult beverages in. And hey, we're we talking about chicken wings and killing chickens. Tickets. We did have scratch-off lottery tickets. And Dave, I think, won $2. So he's going to buy two more. Well, somebody won two, $1, but Dave took it. So he <laughs> well, he bought the tickets. He bought yeah, but the he, tickets. Said, he said very specifically, you get whoever if you win anything, you get you get to keep what you get. Unless it's 100 bucks, and then you split it with me. I thought I won $7,777, but that didn't work out. I didn't understand the rules apparently with the scratch offs or i did understand and dave convinced me i was wrong and ran out of here with yeah, my seven, that tickets dollars. missing but uh-huh. just li- just listen to them uh-huh. the, the lottery is about just for fun and for education it's not a poor people's tax the last i checked just, the the last yeah it's not a poor people tax right the last i checked i think approximately one i don't know a nickel maybe of every dollar goes to education that is the biggest fraud that's ever been sold to America. And we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, the gambling's cool. It's cool as long as it's for the kids. Right. Well, we won $2.40 will go to the uh, education. 40 cents out of those two. 40 cents out of the dollar? Is that, is that what the math is? Yeah. All right, real quick, cents out Trent, of the what would you do if you won the lottery right now? Give it to me. I would uh, pay off my house first. And then if I won the lottery, I would probably become the next Marlins man and go to every major sporting event. I can dig that. And sit as close as I could. I would just have but to figure out what I'd have to wear. But wouldn't you take your bros with you? I mean, come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. You guys would All be right. part of my posse. Okay, cool, cool. Cool. We can dig it. How about you? What if you won the lottery? I would promote world peace. Never mind. No, I you're, like- you're, no you're, I'm going to tell, tell you what you would do. The first thing that would happen if you won the lottery – is you would call me complaining about the capital gains tax that you had to pay on. I, that's exactly what would happen. You'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, these taxes. I think old man Potter over there would Brandon buy the rest of Brandon is not amused by that, but I think it's pretty fair. No, I think it's He's pretty like fair, to be honest with you. After this last week we had. No, I would just be like, you know, the, the one scene in, no, I can't remember the movie. I would just go around going, F you, F you, you're cool. F you, F you. That's what I would be doing. Yes, Mr. Deeds. Oh, Mr. Deeds. I thought he was going, coming to America. F you, F you, F you. Who's next? No, really, I think, well, in all seriousness, I would pick out a couple of vacation spots and buy a couple of houses, but I would try to help people. So I know Chris just looked over me like I'm making that up. But I would try to help people. If I won a couple hundred million, I get a couple of vacation spots, Costa Rica, maybe, New Zealand, South Island, and then I would just try to help folks. Chris, what uh, would you do? First thing I'd do is have my wife sign a prenup. 
Ooh. Isn't that a little late? Yeah, it'd have to be a post. Well, she stopped no, listening to playing. the show a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, that's so. exactly it. I can have fun with it because she doesn't listen anymore. But when she does, she's like, you guys are pretty good. I'm like, yeah, cool. Why don't you, why don't you listen more? Yeah, I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> no, fair enough. Because I don't think we know what we're talking about half the time. But if I won the lottery, the first thing I would do, I would buy a radio station. Mm. I would buy a huge FM transmitter and convert the format to talk radio. And I would do this every single day, five days a week with you guys, period. That's awesome. That would be fun. That's real talk. That made me tear up a little bit. Um, The other thing that I would do, and this is legit, I would try to buy an MLS franchise. Ooh. Would you bring them here to Raleigh? Mm, Probably not. Probably not. I would take them somewhere off the grid. I would take them like Tupelo, Mississippi. Or someplace like that. Of course you would. Maybe Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, actually, you know where – this is my thing. And, and this – I actually did my master's thesis on the expansion and management of MLS. It was part of a bigger thing, but a big piece of that. If I were going to buy a single pro sports franchise in America right now, it would be an MLS team and I would put it in El Paso. That's the God's oh. honest truth. You would. You could just count your money. Hmm. I mean, right, think about you it. Be- you, you, that is probably the highest density of Mexican-Americans there is. Yeah. Soccer is their game, number one. Soccer tickets are not at a premium. You, uh, we, would, we would start with a run of sellouts that would never end, and you could just print money. Wow. So if great. you do that, can you promise me one thing? I will helicopter you down anytime you no. want. No. Okay. And that. That's the fourth thing. All right. Can you be a player, coach, owner? Ooh. No. Please, I mean, you have to make that part of your. I, would, deal. I, I mean, I would, I would, I would have to suit up at Not least a once. Coach, I would have to suit up, and it might, I might only go out there and play like six minutes, but I would definitely get my name in the book and be done with it. Yeah, I so think I'd would, have to do that. In fact, you know the, what I would do? I would make myself a player, owner, coach, just long enough to have one game that was a friendly or whatever that went to a shootout, and. 30 seconds before the final whistle, I would sub myself in so that I could take one of the penalty kicks. Huh. So, <laughs> if I you think bought that's this a franchise, brilliant plan. But if you bought this franchise, who would you want besides yourself to be the face of this franchise? What one player would you want to sign? If and I could bring in all the one money player, Adam. If I could bring in one player, I would bring um What's the kid's name? That's playing for Borussia Dortmund right now. The American Pulisic, Christian Pulisic. I would throw whatever bag of money it took to bring him back to America hmm. to play in the States, and Pulisic would be the face of my franchise. By the way, you asked where Bill Cartwright played college ball. I know the I answer. know where, too. I oh, know. you know you looked it up? I looked it up. Oh, okay. Where'd he play? Cheat. Where is it? San Francisco. Yep. University of San Francisco. US 78 and 79. How many championships do they have? Well, how many know? championships of San the Francisco? Uh, college basketball. One. Two. Two. Oh, really? Who was their star when they won them? It was in, uh, oh, you, it come was, on. You no, can't, no, hold on. You it can't look Bill that Russell. up and not know. It was Bill Russell. It was Bill Russell. Who else played with Bill Russell while they, when they won those championships? I don't know that. But Casey Andrew. Jones. Oh, wow. Oh. Casey Jones. The uh, great Boston Celtics That's the coach. one. Huh. Interesting. Get, get on my level, gentlemen. That was back get in the 40s, level. though, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Bill Russell and Casey Jones, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> I, and I don't think that I am. 
But yeah, Bill Russell is the next best San Francisco Don. And my high school teammate, Orlando Smart, played at USF and was is still in the top 10 in the history of NCAA basketball in assists what? for a career. Orlando Smart, look it up. That's a real I thing. You. That's I a real you. thing. Top 10? Top 10 all time. That's uh, Bobby Hurley's number one, right? I think he might be. Bimbo Coles is on that list. I think uh, Ed Coda's number three. Ed Corciani might be number two out of NC State. I think it's possible. The, I think the top three are like Trent's furiously typing away to see to validate. Casey Jones, what I'm saying. he played, but it wasn't in the '40s. It was 1955. He did play with Bill Russell, 56. though. Yes, yeah. sir. Bill Russell, right, Casey so, Jones. All right, we're talking about all-time favorite players okay. in the NBA. I'm going to drop mine out, and while I do, I want Trent to look up the all-time ten NCAA assist leaders. All right. Mine well, are you got not, one. Brandon has one left. He does, but he wants to hold that till mine. He doesn't want me to steal his thunder. It's not. So here's what we're going to do. I'm my gonna last, do, one, my I'm last gonna do, one's not super sexy. Okay, but check this out. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to – I'm going to do my, my first four, and okay. then we're going to flip a coin to see who gets to unveil their theirs last to close this segment. Gotcha, gotcha. My fifth favorite player of all time. Fifth? George Gervin. The Iceman. Oh, finger roll. Dude, that finger roll was stupid. But it wasn't the finger roll that made him my favorite player. It's the OG poster with him on a blo- on blocks of ice, sitting on that ice throne. I remember that. Come on, dude. Just come on. No, nah, that's pimp. That is next level pimpish. That's right. My second favorite player of all time is one of the most underrated scorers in the history of the NBA – who played when the NBA was possibly its most fun, and nobody even thinks about this guy. And he kind of rose back into American consciousness last year when his alma mater made a very unexpected trip into the Final Four and actually into the final game. Who am I talking about, Trent Nichols? Who played in the finals last year? Gonzaga and North Carolina. In the Final Four before that. He didn't get in the final game. You're right. South Carolina is the school I'm talking about. And I've been drinking far too much today. South Carolina got in the finals. Alex English is the most famous South Carolina basketball player. Oh, I should have got that. Alex English. Silky smooth, as pretty a jump shot as you ever want to see. His jersey's hanging in our studio. I have his basketball I stole from his fence in Denver. That is dope. And those Alex English fat lever teams for for the Nuggets back in the day, they were great, and they would run out there and put 135 points on you. Of course, they'd give up 136, so it didn't <laughs> matter. But they were fun to watch. Alex English, one of the greatest underrated scorers in the history of the NBA, as as pretty a jump shot as you ever want to see. I love Alex English. Did when I was growing up. He was dope. He I got to give you full props on that one. That My was good. third favorite player is a current ball player, and you guys know how much I love Russell Westbrook. Was Russell Westbrook, it's not just his athleticism and his skill. It's the way he plays the game. It's balls out 100% all the time. And in a day and age where teams are trying to figure out how to rest their stars, trying to save these guys and all the rest, Russell Westbrook comes out and will give you 44, 45 minutes a night at 
100% effort level all the time. We need more guys in professional sports to play the way he does. And he's a great dresser. That I have to disagree with you. <laughs> no, I think he is a great I dresser. I think I disagree with Dude, both of you guys. I think he dresses sport like a clown. with no shirt, shirt on. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. Boom. When you roll out with a full suit with no shirt on. Oh, pimp. My second favorite Moving player right along, I guess. of all time is Penny Hardaway. Nice. Oh, and I, like I was on bowl. the Penny Hardaway train from the time he was in college at Memphis to the time where he had his own commercials with, what is it, Little Penny? Is that what yeah. it goes? <laughs> Little Penny. Little Penny. I, Penny Hardaway, injuries derailed his career, but Penny Hardaway was as good a swing man as you ever want to see. I'd love me some Penny Hardaway. I thought he was awesome. He was ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. And he Chris, was an oversized point guard who could play the two. Penny Hardaway was nasty. And those Orlando teams from back in the day, yep. very underrated with him and Shaq together. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Kiramutu todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me, you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I got to say about that. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back to the final segment. You've been hanging out with us from the Cheap Seats. I don't even know that we acknowledge that Diamond Dave left the building during Dave. that last segment. But Dave, Dave bounced. Huh. I, um, I don't know. I, I just don't have anything. Casey called. He had to let the dog out. I, I miss I him. Maybe it was emergency deacon business. I think I uh, maybe I heard his feelings. I, I know that that happened. Yeah, but it'll be all right. And if you're listening, Dave, Trent's not fired. You're fired. That was a horrible <gasps> segment. I'm just not. Yes. I'm not gonna lie. It, it kind of revolved think it was around. Bad. It kind of revolved around an American that wasn't an American and John Ram's pants. Yeah. We could have done without that. I'm just. I'm just yeah. keeping it real. Well, in defense. He was trying to talk about golf, and y'all switched it to baseball for like 20 minutes. <laughs> so Seven minutes. Okay, we're down. Chris, you have one more, and then we're going to flip the coin to see who uh, can reveal. No, I've, got, I've, I've said my one. four. I said George okay. Kervin, Alex English, Russell Westbrook, Penny Hardaway. Do we have a coin? I have a coin right here. Here we go. Heads or tails, Brent? Oh, try it again. Flip tails again. Tails never fails. Oh, well, it's a head. So well, no, win. no, we got to go again. Call what? it in the air. You got to call it in the air. Okay, all right, right. go ahead. Tells it never fails. What the? It's ahead. I win. All right. Chris. No, he has to go first. Go I get to go first last. Or second. No, okay. no, no. I'm going right. last. I'm closing mine, this thing down. Mine is, and I have one thing to say dun, dun, after dun, this. Dun. And it's not even that sexy. See, he's a Chicago Bull. Okay, BJ Armstrong. No. Scotty Pippen. Scotty Stacey Pippen. Stacy King. <laughs> Scotty Pippen was the nastiest oh. player to never get the appropriate amount of credit that he should have gotten. And just that one dunk on when he straddled Patrick Ewing and rode him to the ground like a rented mule, 
that's all you need to know. The fact that, you know, Jordan leaves the league and they only they they have two less wins the next year with Scottie Pippen running the show. Do you see and Trent? like that to me is so dope. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch it over. And I loved Scottie Pippen's attitude was so awesome. He was an absolute killer, and he actually was like on the all def- defensive team. He was nasty. He would dunk over centers. You know, he wouldn't do the turnaround backup flip like Jordan used to do. He would dunk over people. I do have one other thing that I want to try uh, to close out, but I'm going to throw it to Chris. I'm gonna, I want to talk about – give me one minute to talk about Clyde Drexler. But I want to throw it over to Chris, your fifth player. Trent, do you see what just happened there? Do you have any idea what just transpired? Maybe. This dude just put Scottie Pippen at number one as an all-time favorite players. No. Just so that he can bring that ish up when we're talking about LeBron versus Jordan down the road. And he'd be like, no, Jordan had Scottie Pippen, who was my favorite all-time player. LeBron did it all by himself because he never got Kyrie or Kevin Love to play with him. That's exactly what just happened. He always did preference that this isn't in order. Yeah, it's not. But how can you love Gary Payton and Sean Kemp and then throw? I know, right? That's kind of you you had to be the most conflicted guy in the history of sports fandom if Kemp, Payton, and Pippen were your all-time favorite players. Okay, my my number six and number seven were Xavier McDaniel and Charles. I love it, and Charles Barkley. I like that. I like that. But but, okay, so you say six and seven are X and Charles Barkley, but you want to talk about Clyde Drexler? I'm confused. I just have a little. One minute monologue. You know who my least favorite player of all time was? Carl the Mailman. Oh my God! How the shrunken head boy, dude. But hey, listen, I'm gonna throw this over to Chris. I just Clyde Drexler. I feel bad for him as much as you can feel about a professional athlete at all, like someone who's paid to play a sport and paid well. Think about it. He got beat by NC State when they're a five slamma jamma in 1983. The year before that, they were supposed to win it. Then too, they didn't win it. He goes to like everywhere he goes, he runs into Michael Jordan and Scottie <laughs> Pippen, and he runs to Houston and loses there too because of the exact same reason. Jordan, who you think I hate on, I love Jordan. If not the best, he's the second best player that's ever lived, okay? Oh. But everywhere Clyde Drexler, Drexler went, he has lost, not to his own fault, but it was like a perfect storm or a better player, the best player that maybe ever lived. So I'm talking to you, Clyde Drexler. I love you. I know you make more money than I'll ever dream about, but I feel bad for you. For all those reasons. And you're still not in my top seven favorite players. Yeah. After all that. Ten. Okay. Ten. All right, Chris. He, I mean, at best, he was number eight for, for Brandon. Chris DeLambert's favorite NBA player. Rick Smith. all time. Ooh, the Dunkin' Dutchman. Dr. J. Dr. J. How can somebody with that cool a nickname not be your favorite player of all time? Dr. J. The doctor. And I'm going to tell you that remember when Bird versus 
or Dr. J versus Larry Bird came yep, out, the yep, computer game. Yep. Bad game, but never, not one single time did I ever take Larry Bird. And nothing gave me greater pleasure than dunking <laughs> over Larry Bird with Dr. J. And Trent's couple years how old are you, Trent? Forty-one. Yeah, see, you're younger, and you're thinking, I don't remember Dr. J versus Larry Bird. I remember well, no, Bird I remember versus the Jordan. Game. You no, remember Bird remember versus Jordan. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Larry Bird versus Larry Bird. Larry, Dr. J versus Larry Bird was a precursor to that. Hmm. And they both were exactly the same size. They both had perfectly round heads with a tuft of hair, and they had the same builds, and they had the same attributes. They did exactly the same thing. But it just seemed like it was more fun for me to dunk with Dr. J than it would be to dunk with Larry Bird. And when me and my friends played it, I had to be I had to be Dr. J. Huh. I love me some Dr. J. I was always Larry Bird. See? Not on Dr. J, but on the versus Jordan. Versus Jordan. That was a cool game too. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Just there aren't the games anymore that are fun like that. Hit the three. And and, and you know, I don't are know if we I don't fun? know if we talked about this with you because I don't know if we talked about it on the radio. The master plan for this space is that one day it will have a what? NBA Jams. Yes! Oh. We will have an NBA Jams console game. In, uh, not console, but the, uh, what do you call them? The arcade game. Yeah, the arcade. Yeah, we will have one in here. Standalone. Yes. Whatever. Huh. But yes, what will happen. we do for a living if that comes in here? Like you were talking about me being, bringing a kegerator in here. Yes. I'd be the Hornets with a Muggsy and Larry Johnson. Oh, Muggsy? On NBA I'm going Jam. with Charlotte every time. Yeah. Morning and Johnson. Who you got? Muggsy was an option on there Dude, too. Who do you think I got? I just told you I got Sean Gary Kemp Payton and Gary Payton. And Gary Payton. I'm gonna beat you Dude, every time. You know what? I would beat you both because I would get Dan the Magic Man Marley and, and Barkley. Charles Barkley. That's a good one. Not a bad one. He wasn't the Magic. Was he Magic Man? <laughs> yeah, he was Magic. I thought he was Thunder Dan. Oh, he, he was, was Thunder, Thunder Dan, Dan, but his last name looks like Magic. <laughs> <laughs> he was Thunder Dan. That's a nice try, though. Nice try. And I don't know that Barkley was. I don't know that Barkley was with the Suns on that. Yes. You sure? Positive. Okay. Yeah, he was. One hundred percent positive. He was. No, he was. I'm as positive as possible. It was right. Kevin, I'm as positive was, as Bobby Hurley is the all-time assist leader. Kevin Johnson, Barkley. Dan Marley, yeah, that Kevin was a Johnson, great team. The little mouse. It was, it really was. Because Marley would always get hot, the fireball shooting the three. He could never miss. Hey, guys, I think we should drink more and do another couple hours. <laughs> I think that would be fun. <laughs> All right, so what did you say, the uh, all-time assist leaders in the NCAA? In the NCAA. Don't make me waste my time Googling and not talk about it. So yeah, come on. Go, 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 go. Who's on the list? Go. Number one was Bobby Hurley. Yes. Boom. Then a guy from NC State. Corciani. 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 Boom. And then give North us, Carolina. Minute, give us the schools. Give us the schools. North Carolina. Ed Cota. Ed Cota, yep. Uh, LIU Brooklyn. Ooh. Don't know. That's back in the day. No. No? 2014, he ended. Oh, gosh. Jason Brickman. Didn't, I haven't heard of him. Wow. East Tennessee State. Is that? 91, he ended his career. Is that Bimbo Coles? Keith Jennings. Keith Jennings. Ah, I knew that. <laughs> a guy from Maryland in uh, graduated in 2003. From Maryland. Ooh, ooh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. S- Who would that be? Starts mm. with B and ends with Lake. Steve Blake. <laughs> Steve Blake. Dude, a guy, he, I wouldn't have thought he had that many assists. A guy who was a point guard on Syracuse when they lost to my Indiana Hoosiers. That would be... Um, Mick, uh, Mick something. No, hold on. 
it's not it's not Pearl Monroe. It's uh, Sherman Douglas. Gotcha. Yes. A gentleman that graduated when I graduated high school from Marquette in 1995. Tony mm. Miller. Ooh. A mm. Kansas guard from 2005. Kansas 2005. Shot Vaughn. Ooh, good guess. Aaron Miles. Really? Hmm. And then a guy who is a NBA analyst analyst that was on the UNLV team but started in Portland. Greg Anthony. Greg Anthony. Now a guy who has his own. He was on ESPN, his own radio show, but now is on Fox. Jalen Rose. He went to Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. He's a white dude with a big nose. Doug Gottlieb. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Good really? One. Oregon State graduated in 1990. Gary Payton. <laughs> Who were we looking for? Orlando Smart. Oh, he's after DJ Cooper from Ohio. Orlando Smart from San Francisco. From how, David Crockett High School in how Austin, Texas. How far down the list is he, though? What number is he? He's, he's doing 13, some math. He's 14th. Okay. Yeah, there's he's a couple in the top guys. top 15. Or guys, top no, five. Or top five. Well, no, no, no. I, thought he, I said top 10, I think. I meant top 10. I might have said top five. But there are a couple guys that no, graduated right, the last few right. years that passed him. My bad. No, yeah, I'm just playing. My bad. All right. I think no, you're going. I think, yeah, we think we're done with that. That yeah. was kind of boring. By the Sorry. way, Raptors, 106, Wizards, 93. Raptors are going to – I mean, they're going to do this, right? Look. They're going to the finals. I, I, if anybody out there can think of a less hyped, less talked about number one seed going into the NBA playoffs, please <coughs> bring it to my attention because I cannot remember one. Well, right now, Boston's winning 60-51 at halftime, so your okay. Bucks are not um, looking very good. No, don't, don't worry about it. Don't, I tell you what needs to happen over there is Jabari Parker needs to pull his head out of his fourth point of contact. He played like garbage in the first game. Uh, two points, if I'm not mistaken. The Greek has 18 points at halftime. Of course he does. Of course he All does. All right, who's going to come out Greek. on the 28th and try to take this team down? Dodgeball, 28th of uh, April. Starting at 10 a.m., Trent, your B-Dub All-Stars will be there. Yeah. Me and Brandon, we got. are you going to put a squad together with your kids or what? What's going on, B? What are you talking about? I thought we were on the same squad. I don't know, man. We'll have to figure it out. You'll have to come out and see. Thanks for listening. You've been, this has been From the Cheap Seats. You guys are amazing. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. Ciao! You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.